Who are the biggest fades when you're doing your dynasty startups? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Marcus Mosher and Kate Madjuke. Welcome back to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for tuning in. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Today's episode is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Pick projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That is prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. I am Marcus Mosier. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. She is Kate Matthew. Follow her on Twitter at Kate Matthew. Kate, what's going on? Uh, nothing. We, we've we got some wild card football on the horizon. Super wild card weekend is what they're Sorry, super. It is not so super, Marcus. We've got a lot of rookie quarterbacks playing this week, but I'm excited. Uh, and what's more beautiful than wild card football is dynasty startup season. Yes. Yes. It's the best. Yeah, so we, we put together a list of five players that you should be fading uh, in your dynasty startups. Uh, Kate, we actually don't know who the other ones pick, so there might be some uh, crossover here, but I'm going to let you go first. Who's your first name that you want to mention? All right, Marcus. It's going to be Cortland Sutton for me. Mm. Uh, wide receiver that I really like, and I think has a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Like, Checks all the boxes of what you would want out of a dominant alpha super wide receiver, right? But just hasn't gotten it done. Uh, He's 27 years old right now. Being drafted on average as the wide receiver 37, which doesn't feel like terrible value. But like when you look at the players being drafted right around him in dynasty startups, that's when I start to pull back and say, whoa, what are we doing here? Uh, like that, that's the big kicker for me is the price tags, Marcus six top 12 weeks in his career, Yeah, his entire career. That is six games out of his 65 game sample size. That is less than 10% of his games. He's finished as a wide receiver one. Um, but really the, the issue for me Also comes back to the efficiency since his torn ACL, just not been nearly efficient, uh, nearly as efficient, you know, yards per reception has dropped yards per route run dropped yards after the catch per reception dropped. Like he's doing all the things, but it's not amounting to what you want it to amount to. And Russell Wilson's not doing him any favors. Yeah. Um, It does feel like his price is finally starting to go down because even like, Last year, we were seeing him be drafted as like wide receiver thirty. Right? I, I'm actually, in fact, I'm looking at his his dynasty overall ADP. Okay, in February of 2020, he was ranked as the 24th overall player. But this is where it gets tricky now for it's me, at Marcus. 75, it's, so it's it's not necessarily that valuation there, but. Listen to some of the names being drafted around him. Jerry Judy. I'd rather have Judy. Yeah. I'd rather have Judy. Uh, how about Mike Williams? 
I'd rather have Mike Williams. How about Gabe Davis? I'd rather have Gabe Davis. Rashad Bateman. Yeah, I think give me Bateman. Jahan Dotson. Dotson. Tyler Lockett. I think that's probably the cutoff for me. Really? Because Tyler Lockett's only three years older and he's actually produced. Yeah, I know. Uh, That one's tricky. I I can go either way on that one. But the point remains, like, he's being drafted, would you say, wide receiver 37, 38? Probably needs to be a little bit closer to, like, wide receiver 45-ish for me to get excited. But I agree. Like, it does feel like a little bit that his price tag is so much more reasonable than it was six months ago. But I'm... It is because I, there's no upside. Right. Like there's just, absolutely zero upside. It just here feels for like if I'm in a, in a dynasty startup, that's probably where I'm going to be looking at a different position, right? I'm going to be looking at, you know, a tight end. Like, Kate, you, you can look at like, oh, I don't know. Uh, George Kittle is drafted pretty close to that same spot. Pat Fryermuth is going right there. David Njoku, just, a, you know, like a round later. I, I agree with you. I think I, I'm fading Cortland Sutton. He's just not a. He's also not fun to have in fantasy. I haven't been in so many dynasty leagues, and it's just not fun to play him at all. I mean, Marcus, he went an entire season this year without a top 12 week. He had just three top 24 weeks in fantasy this year. Three. He literally killed you. And I think what we keep holding on to is this um, idea that based on his body type, based on the fact that we saw him uh, exceed that thousand receiving yard mark, that he should be something more than he is right now. And it just hasn't come to fruition. Well, the other thing is you look at his body type and you think, okay, that's a guy that should be able to get double digit touchdowns every year. Kate, he has scored a combined four touchdowns since December 1st of 2019. 2019. That is a long time ago. Gabe what Davis. What were we doing back in 2019? I don't know. We did the podcast. We weren't doing this podcast. Yeah, and we've been doing it for a while. So yeah. that it, it's been a it's been a long time, Cortland Sutton. And yeah. again, not to say that he doesn't have the skill set because I feel like we started to see that before the torn ACL. But yep, I'm out. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Uh, Let's hear your first pick, Marcus. Yes. Uh, I'm going to tell you who it is right after I tell you about Bet Online. BetOnline.net is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from pro football to college bowl season to basketball and the World Cup. They've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, and we know that you do because you're listening to one right now, you can even find those at BetOnline as well. It's always the fastest and the easiest way to get your betting info, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts. We also want to tell you about the ultimate football GM app. If you've ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your own football franchise, then this is the app for you. You're going to be responsible for everything that it takes to, to win. You're going to be hiring the right coaches and coordinators, trading players, making draft picks, navigating your franchise through free agency in the draft, and of course, all the ups and downs of the season. All this in a challenging but realistic game world. The Ultimate Football GM app is completely free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want and when you want to. 
Lockdown Dynasty listeners get a 100% free boost to the franchise when using promo code LOCKDOWN, all caps, in the game store that is LOCKDOWN, all in caps. So make sure you check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up in the app store. That is ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. All right, Kate. Um, my first guy to fade. I love this player. I think he's an awesome player. Uh, but it's T. Higgins. Um, Whoa, that yeah. Marcus. So okay. Here's the thing with T. Higgins. I think he is a what? He's awesome. such a value and is a better value than his teammate Jamar Chase. No, is that what you're, oh. it's just that Higgins because he plays with Jamar Chase is always going to struggle to have elite wide receiver one numbers. Okay. He's being drafted overall in startup leagues as the eighth player, number eight, overall wide receiver six. It's just a little rich for me. We've seen three years in the NFL. All three of them have been good seasons, but not an 11 hard. He doesn't have a single 1100 yard season under his belt yet. Um, the most touchdowns that he's got in a season is seven. I think there's a chance that he improves on that a little bit, and we see him get to the 1,200-yard, eight, nine-touchdown range. But that's just not good enough to be a top-10 pick in Dynasty Leagues for me. So for that reason, I'm out. I'm actually – I'm kind of shocked by this, Marcus. I'm, I'm really shocked. Uh, you, you caught me off guard. Was not expecting to have to uh, defend P. Higgins today on this podcast. You, you got me good there. But like, I'm I'm kind of surprised that you're fading a wide receiver that has, um, I, I think, you know, not maybe not as high a ceiling, but like just as as safe a floor as Jamar Chase does. I, like, and I think that's the difference, right? Like, it's it's the ceiling. You just don't get those. 150 yard games with two touchdowns as frequently as you get them from chase. Right. I, I would agree there. I think, I mean, I, if you're going to fade one of these guys though, I think you fade both of them and I don't want to fade either. So I'm, I, I mm. guess I'm all in, but See, I think I, I don't feel that way to be honest. I, so Jamar chase is currently being drafted as the number two overall player behind Justin Jefferson. I think that's right. Like I, I, if I had the number two pick, I would absolutely love draft Jamar Chase at two. Absolutely love it. And I I would do the same, Marcus, but my whole my whole thing is that like I I I don't think you can fade either at their current price, and that's just where I'm at. Obviously, like T. Higgins, I you know, he's not he doesn't have as significant boom, uh, and that puts him down the ranks, but I still think he's got tremendous upside with Joe Burrow. He's got great chemistry. He's got a uh, tremendous uh, touchdown potential. Uh, and we just haven't seen it yet. We just haven't seen it yet, but you know, what's fascinating Marcus um, is uh, T Higgins had just one fewer top 12 week than Jamar chase this season. Um, now chase did miss five games. So we need to at least mention that. That's fair. Yes. Uh, but I don't know. T Higgins. I, 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 he's a really good player. Like I, I, I want to make sure I emphasize this. He's a really good player. He's for his career. He's averaged 9.3 yards per target, which is bonkers. It's just when you're the number two guy in this offense, even in an offense that is as good as Cincinnati. I, I, I just don't know if I can pick you in the top 10. That's all. Okay. Uh, all right. Who's your next player? Uh, I'm, 
I don't think this is going to surprise anybody here, but I just want to firmly say that I'm out because there's a lot of speculation about this particular player. Quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, uh, not not had a great season, but I do worry that some people will get a little bit excited about the fact that it seems like there's like some potential to move on out of Green Bay. Maybe he'll get a fresh start. Maybe he'll go to the Jets where they've got, you know, these uh, elite young receiving options. But I want to make it clear that I'm still out on Aaron Rodgers. I I didn't like expect a killer season. Um, But when you look at his end of year finish, I do think it's super, super, super deceiving. Uh, Finishes the QB 13 on the year. But if you started him this year, he killed you. Not a single game did he perform better than QB seven in any given week. He had just two QB1 performances the entire season, the entire season. And like for a quarterback to finish as QB13 and not have a single game better than QB7, that shows you that he he literally finished as QB13 because he played. Like that's that's literally it. He just had one game with more than two passing touchdowns yeah. on the year. Jared Goff had five, by the way. Yeah. Five. I I didn't expect anything, but for a guy that has seemingly been sort of teetering on the the brink of retirement versus moving on from his current team, like I don't want to commit to that with my dynasty roster, and I do think that there's going to be some temptation there. But like for me, I'd rather chase uh, you know some upside in a similar range because I think the upside there with Aaron Rodgers is relatively capped. Um, You know, who's being drafted behind him, Jared Goff. I'd prefer Jared Goff. Um, Do you know the last time Aaron Rodgers had a 300 yard passing game? Uh, I feel like it was last season. Yeah. December 12th, 2021 against the bears Uh, did not have (laughs) over a a year ago, over a year ago. Um, Do you know the last time? that Aaron Rodgers threw for 240 yards in a game? Oh, God, I don't. It was November 6th in that game against the Lions where he threw three interceptions. He went the final eight games of the season without throwing for 240 yards or more. Yikes. Yikes. And, like, again, it's not even, like, I've talked about, you know, the fact that, okay, so – it's hard to evaluate a player like Malik Willis with the weapons he's had. Yeah. Uh, it's hard to, it, it's hard to evaluate players when they don't have proper weapons around them. But Aaron Rodgers, I, I think we know what he is already. He's, yeah. he's older, he's aging. And I'm just not, not gonna put my dynasty stock in you know, an older player without upside. If I'm going to draft a player over the age of like, you know, 30, it obviously with quarterback um, age matters much less, but if you're going to be drafting an older player on the brink of retirement, uh, you at least chase some upside. Well, and we, we should mention that even in like 2020 and 2021, when Rogers won the NFL MVP, he wasn't even the number one quarterback, right? And he, that was the year he was throwing, you know, 48 touchdowns and five interceptions last year, 37 touchdowns and four interceptions. He wasn't, he wasn't putting up 
a ton of fantasy points because the yardage total wasn't awesome. He's a zero as a runner and you just need to be, you need to be so efficient and have such big counting stats. So what's the value in a quarterback that averages 217 yards a game that doesn't give you rushing yards and now is averaging, you know, a touchdown and a half a game. Like the guy isn't even playable in fantasy league. So I, 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 and do we all of a sudden think at the age of 40 that he's going to start putting up big fantasy numbers and become a top 10 dynasty quarterback? No, I don't think so. I think this, this is an easy fade, I think. To be fair, I, like prior to this season, he he was producing as a top 10 quarterback. Over the last he had four, to have an- each, of the, each of the last four seasons, he did finish as a top 10 quarterback, but – it had to come on the brink of efficiency and it did, but and it had to, he had to play at league literally was the MVP in two of those seasons to yeah. finish as a top 10 quarterback, right? Where you have other quarterbacks that don't even have to play well, that can sleepwalk into being the six ranked quarterback in the league. Yeah. Yep. There's, I... there's just no upside here, but I can guarantee you, and you know this, like, you're going to play in a dynasty league where Aaron Rodgers' name is still going to hold a lot of value. And it's like, okay, I'll, I'll draft Aaron Rodgers a round ahead of where I should, two rounds ahead of – it happens all the time. I, I mean, the it's really, again, it, similar to Cortland Sutton. Look at the players drafted around him. Daniel Jones, one spot ahead of him. I'll take Daniel Jones all freaking day. Jared yep. Goff, two spots behind him. Uh, Jordan Love even. I'd prefer to take a shot on 24-year-old Jordan Love. Yeah. Um, Matthew Stafford, Tom Brady, Desmond Ritter, Baker Mayfield. I honestly would prefer every single one of these quarterbacks because at least there's some potential upside there for me. Yep. All right. Um, I've got one more that I want to get to, and I know you have one more as well. But before we do that, I want to let you know about Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know uh, what, what, two weeks into the new year, everybody's goal is to eat just a little bit healthier this year. If you want to eat a little bit healthier – but you don't want to compromise taste, then we've got the thing just for you. You've got to try Built Bars. With Built Bars, they're actually healthy for you, and they taste really good. Seriously, they're delicious, uh, and you won't even think that they're good for you, perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Yes, real chocolate, not that terrible stuff that sticks to the top of your mouth and they've got some awesome flavors including peanut butter brownie coconut almond cookie dough is my new current favorite i also like the the coconut brownie chunk not sure how built does it but they've got 17 grams of protein only 130 calories and four grams of sugar and the best part is now you don't have to wait to get a box before you've had to go to built.com which you can still do in order for some boxes over there But now you can go to your local Walmart or Sam's Club and pick them up right there. Yes, head to your local Walmart today. Walk to the pharmacy section. Grab yourself a box of Built Bars. You can pick up a four box of the cookies and cream, the double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. Or if you're at Sam's Club, you can get a 13-bar box with the the brownie batter. Check out the, again, coconut uh, coconut brownie chunk, my favorite. You can thank me later. Again, Built.com, the absolute best protein bar out there. All right, Kate. Um, I've got two really quickly. First of all, every every running back is a sell and a fade in Dynasty for me. Just, I honestly, you you could tell me that every single price of these guys is overinflated. I think Saquon Barkley at RB three tenth overall is just 
asinine. But for me, the biggest fade, DeAndre Swift. He's uh, Wow. I thought we were going to have the same answer here, and we didn't. So, uh, wow. Okay. I'm just shocked. Go ahead. RB8 being ranked as the 24th overall player in startups. So that's at the bottom of the second round, top of the third round. I don't understand it at all. Um, I love DeAndre Swift's talent, but 900 total yards from scrimmage this year, just over 1,000 last year, 800 as a rookie. We know that he's not getting goal line touches because Jamal Williams eats them all up. He can't stay healthy. I, I would just rather, like you look at some of the players that are being drafted in that same range, Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Mark Andrews, if you want to get a tight end, Kyle Pitts. Give me all of those guys. I mean, you could even draft like a Drake London, Josh Jacobs. I'd take all those guys over DeAndre Swift. Uh, DeAndre Swift or Tony Pollard? Pollard. DeAndre Swift or Josh Jacobs? Jacobs. DeAndre Swift or Najee Harris? Najee. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's I close. knew Najee was going to be the tipping point. Yeah. No, I, I think that's uh, I think that's fair. I'm still holding on to the upside here, Marcus. I, I I'm very hopeful, um, and I do. I, I have a sort of inkling that the Lions will bring Jamal Williams back. He feels like should. a lion. Um, I think he's going to be relatively reasonable considering the the other free agent running backs on the market right now. Um, he feels like he's going to be uh, a steal in comparison to a Saquon Barkley or a Tony Pollard. Um, so I expect him to be back, but um, the, the nice thing about Deandre Swift though, is that he can be really efficient on his touches and he doesn't necessarily need um, 20 touches per game uh, to, actually be productive for fantasy um the usage i think was really puzzling this year but again i do think that comes back somewhat to um injury concerns i know he was eliminated from the injury report eventually but uh came out recently to say that he wasn't going to have off-season surgeries on his ankle or shoulder which i think tells me there was still a chronic component there um we wouldn't still be talking about whether or not he's going to have surgery if he was a hundred percent healthy. Um, but I mean, again, I guess that that just kind of circles back to the health component and uh, the fact that he hasn't been fully yeah. healthy. So yeah. uh, I, I get it. Um, but it's a, a tough pill to swallow, I think. Yeah. Uh, any others for you? Uh, I'm actually surprised you didn't mention this guy, so I'll bite the bullet for you, Marcus. Um, we gotta, we gotta fade Ezekiel Elliott. Um, oh yeah. yeah, he's he's an obvious fade, but like at, I don't know at what point I'd be willing to take the jump here for Zeke, um, being drafted right around RB thirty, and I mean players in that range: AJ Dillon, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Gibson, James Cook. All of those guys I'm taking far ahead of Ezekiel Elliott um, to close out the season. We saw a decline in his yards per rush attempt every single week since week 12 averaged a career low 3.9 yards per touch. I don't know if you have any insider information on the Cowboys, but 
uh, he's not good. He's not good. <laughs> that, that's I mean, that's kind I, of the takeaway. Truth, truthfully, I thought he looked pretty explosive and quick at the end of the season, but this is just what happens to him now. He wears down as the year goes on. He's he used to have a lot of value as a receiver. They're not even bothering using him as a receiver anymore. He's a glorified fullback now for them. I mean, there. What's going to be frustrating is there's a chance that next year that Tony Pollard leaves, they bring somebody else in and de- continues to be this goal line back who gets you know a thousand total yards and twelve touchdowns, but you can't have any confidence starting him any week unless he scores a touchdown. That that's been the tipping point. Any player that you need that touchdown from, um, not not necessarily a good thing, right? Uh, yeah. Ezekiel, I don't. Any active running backs right now um, leads all active running backs in rush attempts by a decent chunk. Um, you've got Ezekiel Elliott, eight, uh, almost 1,900 rush attempts in the league. Derrick Henry even, Mr. Workhorse himself, has uh, 1,750 rush attempts, um, which almost 150 fewer than Ezekiel Elliott. That shows you how much wear and tear uh, – he's he's put on his body and i don't know the cowboys are going to be in a really interesting position of course i'm going to be tuned into locked on cowboys uh to get all of the drama on ezekiel elliott but i don't know at what point i'd be willing to bite the bullet and take him and just gonna let somebody else draft him right because he's just gonna he is a declining player who doesn't have the upside as an rb1 isn't being used as a receiver. You just don't really want to, even if it's a mid round pick in your startup, just draft somebody else who has a little bit more upside a year from now. You're going to be thinking of Slater, Tyler Algier or, Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Not even close. Um, So just to recap, Cortland Sutton, T Higgins, Aaron Rodgers, Deandre Swift, and every other running back in Ezekiel Elliott. Those are our five fades in dynasty startups. Um, let us know if you uh, agree with this, disagree. Uh, I'm sure people are going to think I'm crazy for T. Higgins, but it's fine. It's fine. Uh, we want to thank you for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen today. For your second listen, check out the Locked On NFL podcast, bringing you the local insights you love to the national spotlight with daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. All the same places that you get the Locked On Dynasty podcast. Check us out over on YouTube. You can follow Kate uh, on Twitter at Kate Magic. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosier. We'll see you guys right back here tomorrow.